Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with a special Steelers preview episode where we are actually looking ahead to the schedule release. The schedule was released about, I don't know, a little over an hour ago. We're a little bit late because of me. Uh, I had a previous engagement. We'll call it a softball game because it was a softball game. <laughs> if only I knew who scheduled those games and who put me there. Anyways, that's neither here. If only we knew that the schedule release was going to be on a Wednesday, which it never is. <laughs> All right, so let's with that. The guy that does the scheduling, Dave Schofield, co-editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. What's up, Dave? Hey, Jeff. Good to see you finally made it. Um, yes. Did we even get to look at the schedule yet? No, I'm taking a look at it now. So this is the first. <laughs> I've, I've only looked at the preseason. So we're going to. So we get your knee-jerk reaction? Yeah, we <laughs> Seriously, the legitimate knee-jerk reaction. Uh, and then let's bring in Brian Anthony Davis, who uh, I guess we could also call him the old man who shakes fist at clouds. Um, he was pretty upset today with all these leaks. You don't like leaks, right, Brian? I don't like WikiLeaks. I don't like a faucet <laughs> leak. I don't like <laughs> NFL schedule leaks. I don't even like when you guys post the name of the draft pick before <laughs> – Roger Goodell, Franco Harris, or whoever says it, I even blocked the screen so I can't I can't find out because I don't go and look for my birthday presents, my Christmas presents. I didn't even want to know what the baby was. I don't I want to be surprised every single time. And that includes paternity suits, you know, but okay. <laughs> Thank, thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. That's a that's a bad uh, bad joke. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, I don't know how you guys are like. I don't even know what the schedule is. I'm looking at it now. You've known all day, every single hour. We got that's not true because there were rumors that were wrong. 
Yeah. Like there were people that said, here's the whole schedule. And so I was, yeah, I knew it was wrong right away. I was constantly like looking and saying, okay, well, that's right. And that's right. It was close, but there was a lot of wrong, but still, Brian doesn't like that stuff. I think personally, I think that this is the dumbest thing the NFL does. Not much that the NFL does is dumb, in my opinion, but it got even worse this year when they said, well, we're not going to release the schedule till eight o'clock, but we're going to give you week one at 8 a.m. Like, come on, just. Literally, just in the morning next year, if they want to do, let us have the schedules at 8 a.m. Like, literally, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, release the schedules, and then have your show at night where you're analyzing everything. Everyone's going to have already digested that information. I don't think they lose anything. I really don't. But this is one of those moments where I think the NFL could do themselves a favor. Heck, I remember as a kid, you didn't even know the schedule until you got one of those refrigerator magnets in the mail or my dad was at a bar and got one of those ones that fits in his wallet like that's the only way that you actually knew the schedule or the newspaper you cut it out of the newspaper i cut it out yeah and I so now yellow it's, ones for years and so now it's like uh this is it's it's an event i get it but still we're gonna break it down for you every which way um I, is it tony's birthday today Yes, I actually I think it is because George gives us two dollars. It's happy birthday, Tony D. Well, actually, well, maybe not. I mean, I think it's coming up. I don't know. I don't. I didn't see it on Facebook. No. Anyway, someone else that's in the live chat that said uh, maybe it was it's your birthday. I don't know. Maybe there's another Tony D in the live chat. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Happy birthday to whoever Tony is. Um, maybe it is Defio. If it is, happy birthday, Tony. If it isn't, another Tony. Happy birthday. Uh, thank you for the tip, George, by the way. Let's look at the preseason. And I know a lot of people are like, ah, oh, Jeff, why are you talking about the preseason? I can only speak for myself here, but I actually am looking forward to this preseason. Love it. Um, because not only do the Steelers have a full allotment of four games where everyone else has three except for the Cowboys, but there's so many players that we haven't really gotten to see at all. And whether you look at the 2020 draft class, it's Anthony McFarland, Antoine Brooks, Carlos Davis, those type of players. Even go back a year prior to in 2019, and, and even guys like Justin Lane, I'm sorry, Lustin Jane, as we call him uh, affectionately on this show, they haven't gotten a lot of repetitions. They've only had one preseason. So let's read through this real quick, and we'll get your quick reaction, and then we'll move on to the regular season. The Hall of Fame game versus the Dallas Cowboys that'll be in Canton, Ohio on Thursday, August 6th. That's 8 p.m. That'll be a nationally televised game. Um, that's the only thing I don't know, guys. If you know if any of these are going to be televised outside of the Hall of Fame game, let me know. Preseason week one, they travel to Philadelphia Thursday, August 12th, 7.30 p.m. kick. Week two, this is the third game, but it's week two technically. They host the Detroit Lions. That's Saturday, August 21st, 7.30 p.m. I figure if there's one that's going to be televised, it might be that one. And then preseason week three, the final week at the Carolina Panthers. They keep it going. The final week of this regular season, it's always been Carolina, it seems like. And I was wondering with Rivera gone, if that would still continue. And it looks like it has Friday, August 27th time to be determined. So, guys, what do you think about the preseason? Brian, we'll start with you. I am fine with the preseason. It always seems to be the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be in there. And you know, you're always going to see that other team, Carolina. It's like a homecoming game. It's every single year. That's your, uh, that's your walk game. That's the uh, get ready game. You're never going to see a significant Carolina Panther player or a significant Pittsburgh Steeler player in that game. But I don't expect that to change 
ever because it's close. They're close enough to each other. And it's just like, you always know that the Ravens and the uh, Washington football team are probably going to play each other in that last preseason game as well. So it seems like that game is scheduled and it's, it's going to be a constant. So as far as the preseason, I love the fact that you're going to see the Cowboys uh, up first. I'm glad they honored that game from last year because they had a lot of fans to appease. But the preseason slate matters a lot to me like it does to you, Jeff, and I know it matters to Dave because I like to see the, these players. I want to see Carlos Davis with more significant action. I want to see all nine of these guys that just got helmets and especially the undrafted free agents that we're excited about Shakur Brown and Mark Gilbert and Wade. I mean, Lamont Wade, we should be seeing a lot of these guys in action. We missed out on that last year and it kind of, uh, it kind of sets some people back because they didn't have an opportunity to get to know this team. We get to know this team real well because we have to delve into it. But for the fan that doesn't have the, the platform that we have and doesn't have to go ahead and look into it. There's a lot of these guys that they don't know and they don't have the pleasure of learning and knowing who Kevin Dotson is. A lot of people found Kevin Dotson for the very first time in week two last year. Yeah, that's a good point. And Dave, uh, get your thoughts, but also answer this question um, on the preseason is, do you think, and this is from KMA Preston in the live chat. Do you think having an extra preseason game is an advantage in 2021. So Dave, what are your thoughts on the preseason and go ahead and answer that. I'm going to say it is an advantage in 2021 as you make the adjustment. Well, I mean, 2020, there was none. So yeah. that just whole, that, that whole thing just had everyone off. So if you're going back to try to get back to normal, you are looking at it being, you know, four is what you were used to. So they, at least you're not playing the five. And uh, if they wanted to, they could kind of play it out like they normally would a four-game preseason in the past um, as they try to figure out and kind of see what other teams are doing. I mean, our team's going to sit their guys in week three and then really have them not playing for three weeks leading up into the regular season. I don't know that they'll do that or not, but I think the Steelers might because it's their fourth game. So I kind of like that as a little bit of an advantage. I was surprised that, I mean, even with the Hall of Fame game, it's all NFC opponents. I was really surprised that it was all, all NFC opponents for the preseason, and their and their single home game is against a team that they're already playing at home this year, which I kind which is someone who has season tickets, that's kind of not really exciting because why do you want to go see the Lions for for a preseason game? when you could go see the Lions as a regular season game. So it, it's usually nice to get that extra extra team in there. But, I mean, it is what it is. I, I keep on forgetting, but, you know, we talk about the players that we're excited to see. To be honest, there's no one I'm more excited to see than Dwayne Haskins play in the preseason because mm-hmm. everyone wants to know what is this guy going to bring to the table. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's something we'll find out in one of these games. I'm sure he's going to see significant snaps, as he should, and I think that honestly, if I'm Mike Tomlin, that Cowboys game, he's playing a lot. And there, I don't need to see a lot of Mason Rudolph at this point. He's going to play, but I don't need to see a ton. Uh, it's going to be Dwayne Haskins' opportunity. So, all right, enough about the preseason. Those games don't even count. Let's get to the schedule. And this morning at 8 o'clock or so, I don't know, something like that in the morning, they announced that the Steelers will travel to the Buffalo Bills for a 1 o'clock start in week one. 
And Tanya gives us two ninety nine and says, do you think we finally beat the bills this year? First, before we get to that question, Tanya, and thank you for the tip. This is the seventh straight season, correct, Dave, that the Steelers Seven. have started on the road. They are three, two, and one, I believe, in those games leading up to. What do you all think about this game? And you all both did your predictions, and neither of you had this game as week one. You all both said Cleveland, I believe. What are your thoughts on this week one matchup? Dave, we'll start with you. Um, I'm not surprised it's on the road. I predicted them going on the road because the only thing that makes sense that the Steelers are opening on the road this many years in a row, no one said it. But the only thing that makes sense is that they ask for it. I mean, yeah. if that there, there's no other way to explain that. Well, why the would they would ask for that, that though? I mean, because in, in maybe, maybe they just feel after the preseason and everything, it's just easier to get focused as a team to travel together and everything else, and not have the. Dis- Sometimes it can be more distracting at home, they say, than it can be when you go on the road and you're completely immersed with everything with your own team. So maybe they ask that to get that right off the bat. Um, That's all I can. That's just a theory I have because otherwise it doesn't make sense for that to to be the case, but I'm not surprised they're opening on the road. I'm surprised it's a one o'clock game. I thought if it was going to be someone like Cleveland or Buffalo or something like that, you can't complain having to go to Buffalo in September in the afternoon rather than going to Buffalo in December at night. That's a big thing for me, and that's something I'm going to have to look at because I haven't haven't even looked at the schedule yet. Um, playing a team like Buffalo and and playing them early on the road is a huge advantage because, like you said, it gets cold. It's nasty up there. We'll get to predictions in a second here, folks. So stay hang tight, Brian. What do you think about Week One at Buffalo? Well, you know what? I actually had it Week Two at Buffalo on a Monday night game. So I'm thrilled that it's a 1 p.m. game, and I agree with Dave. I also agree with Dave. I I thought the first second that he said it, and he said this to me before when we were discussing the schedule and we do the article together, saying that they must be asking for it. I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thought. And then I thought about it. I'm like, he's got to be right. The more I thought about it, I mean, he's got to be right because would the league continue – to go ahead for seven straight years and put this team on the road. I mean, everybody's, I mean, I know we can get into the, uh, the lone gunman theory and the uh, second bullet and all this stuff that the league has it out for the Steelers, but come on, would the league, wouldn't they look at this and say, all right, we got to balance this out maybe three, four years ago. So I'm almost thinking Dave's right there, but as far as Buffalo goes, that's a very tough game, but we know the schedule is going to be tough. No matter where you put anybody, they're going to be tough if it's a good team. The Steelers probably have a better chance to beat this team not in prime time on the road. They have a better chance at the one o'clock game. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. If the Steelers have any advantage here, it's the pressure's not on them. They lost to the Bills last year. Um, I think that if you want some bullets and more board material, you can go back to Alan's comments about let them do the dancing and we're going to go out, blah, blah, blah. You can bring that up if you want. But I think also Matt Canada, no one knows what this is going to look like. I would expect a very vanilla offense in the preseason. And then who knows what to expect. So the, the bills, it almost felt like last season, they were ready to tee off on everything the Steelers were doing offensively because Feetner was so predictable. That's something we have <laughs> we've talked about ad nauseum. But still, if there's an advantage, I think that's where it is. So let's do some predictions here. Dave, are you ready? 
But to write these down? Yes, to write these down. I'm ready to write these down. We'll let Brian go first. All right, so we do know that the spread has already been released. The Bills are six and a half point favorites in this game. Dave, I've seen it from, I I saw five and a half. I saw I saw five and a half. I saw six, and I saw six and a half. Let's go so. six and a half. That's what I wrote that article. That's what we're going to go with. So Brian, we're not going against I, the I know, spread. Right? We're not going against the spread, <laughs> even though that's more fun. All right, Brian. Straight up, who wins this game? Pittsburgh or Buffalo? Actually, going to say Pittsburgh. Ooh. I think they're going to start off strong. Okay, I like it. I like it. I'm going to go with. Uh, Looking at the upcoming games here. I'm going to go with the W. I have to, like you said, I think they come out of the gate strong, and I think they're going to surprise some people. It's not going to be tough. It's not going to be pretty. They lose the game. I think it's going to be close, but I think they win this one and start off 1-0. Dave, what about you? I'm going to go ahead and pencil that in as an L because it's not that I don't think that they can beat them. It's just you've got a new offensive coordinator. You've got new pieces on the offensive line. You haven't seen them play together. You'll get a much better feel after the preseason going into this game. But right now, not seeing them on the field together with their new pieces, I'm going to say it, it takes them at least a game to, to get things completely together. If anything brings it together, though, it could be that defense, man, because that defense shut down the Bills in that first half of that game where the only points – I mean, they gave up a field goal and a then six. a pick six with a missed extra point. And, I mean, if the defense can come out and shut it down, that's great. But I'm not looking for – amazing things i'm not looking forward to click on all cylinders the very first game and that's the only reason i'm penciling it as a loss but i do think that they'll at least cover the spread and i might feel completely different to that after they get out on the field and get working together well and we're probably going to feel a lot different by the time this game rolls around anyways yes. but still <laughs> let's go to week it's two May. where it just doesn't sound the same the las vegas the las vegas raiders it just doesn't sound the same but it's still the raiders it's still the steelers at heinz field in week two, the Raiders. Can, can I say something about this real quick? Sure. Yeah, I got this one right. Yeah, uh, he did. Okay. <laughs> I, I picked Vegas All week right. two, a home opener. Congratulations. You win. <laughs> I think it's inv- the only one either of us got right all season. You win right, an Ryan? invitation to write the same article next year. All right. So <laughs> week two, one o'clock kick. Uh, another one o'clock. Guys, I love these one o'clock kicks. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on the Raiders game? Home opener. I know it's optimistic. No, the Raiders are tough too, but I got to give the Steelers of another victory here. We haven't gotten to the predictions yet. We were just talking about the game. Oh, I thought we were doing predictions. Are we just doing like rapid fire picks? That's fine. No, we can do care. that too. Oh, no, it's, you know, this is a good home opener. They did this back in 2002 when they started off against the world champion uh, Patriots on the road and they came back home and lost to the uh, lost to the Raiders when they were, I guess they were Oakland at the time. Tony Defio and I were not together because we didn't know each other then. We were both in the park there. And that is when Lynn Swan dissed me in the, uh, in the third quarter in it all alone in the quarter when I just tried to say hello. And that's it. He just completely snubbed me. So it took me a long time to uh, get over that. That's why I don't own his jersey right now. And I didn't vote for him for governor for that reason, because he pissed me off. But <laughs> with that being said... You don't live in that state. <laughs> I did at the time. Oh, oh you did? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I was at the time. Okay. Absentee but, ballot. <laughs> but I, I will tell you all this. Jeff, now yes. you want to go back to rapid fire after that long... 
soliloquy? Yeah. No, that that was perfect. That's all I want to talk about. Okay, uh, Dave, what are your thoughts on the Raiders game? You got it right. We all know that. I think that I got it right. I just it seemed like it was uh, a reasonable choice to to have the Steelers if they were going to open on the road to 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 give them you know a how do I say a middle of the road team from last year? They finished eight and eight last year, so it's not it's not a team that can't come in there and beat the Steelers, but it's also not a team that's going to come in and be favored to beat the Steelers. Um, if they're going to make them open on the road seven straight years, you got to give them, you know, you know, not the the worst, the most difficult game left on the schedule the very next week. I have absolutely no idea, no thought, no gut feeling about the Raiders since they moved to Las Vegas. I mean, Darren Waller is tremendous, but they beat the Chiefs last year, but then they lose that game to – I'm sorry, they beat the Jets barely. I mean, I don't even know. This is just one of those games where you're like, I can see it going either way, but let's do our predictions now. Brian, you said you think the Raiders win this game. Is that correct? No, he no said the Steelers. Oh, Steelers. The Steelers okay. will win this one too. All right. I do think the Steelers are going to win. The home opener is typically pretty special. Um, the Raiders, someone said in the live chat, they're going to be on a short week. I'm not sure if that's true or not, because, again, I haven't even seen the Steelers' full schedule. Yes, they open up hosting the, Rat- the Ravens. Yeah. Oh, is that on Monday night? Yeah. Yep. And so they're then they have to travel on a short week. It's a 1 o'clock kick. It's a West Coast team. I'll take the Steelers to win this one. What about you, Dave? And that's the my exact reasoning as well. Home opener. Um, I saw good things from the Steelers in home openers, the ones that I've been to. I was at that San Fran one. Man, that was something when Brian Chazier was just all over the field. But yeah, I one o'clock start them after you know, after a Monday night game. I think the Steelers start to get some things together. And I'm still thinking that it's the the defense that's carrying this team all season. So I'm gonna say W. Okay. Going to week three, the Steelers stay at home. They host their first AFC North matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll assume it's Joe Burrow if he's able to be playing at that point or if he's still healthy. I, I don't know. They passed on that offensive tackle. But anyways, uh, the, the Bengals are coming to Heinz Field. Brian, what's your gut thought on this one? People forget the Bengals actually beat the Steelers last year. something the Ravens can't say, but go ahead. And they beat them without. That's true. I like that. Oh, it's true. It's true. Go ahead, Brian. You know what I, I I like the fact that you're they're giving you an opportunity to play the Bengals early, um, get uh, the Tiger King Joe Burrow early if he's able to play. But this is I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and do the prediction now, but I'll just let me throw it out there. I uh, I think this is going to be a tougher game than anybody thinks, and I'm actually going to go ahead and pencil in the Bengals for a win. Okay, um, I still. The Bengals are the Bengals. Joe Burrow is just the next guy. You call him the Tiger King. That's I get it, but I don't get it. Uh, so I think that for me, I, I think the Steelers are going to be very focused in this game, and I see them winning this this contest. They're not going to forget about the Monday night game last year. I'm going to say the Steelers win. What about you, Dave? Yeah, um, you're giving a lot of the same reasons that I do. That I, I think for the that the Steelers will will get this one just because. They're not good. They're not. You can't forget about that loss last year. That changed so much of their season. That was 
that was basically the, the the low of the low in the regular season, in my opinion. So you you're not going to take this team lightly, and just you just it's AFC North football. You you gotta love that first AFC North matchup of the season. So therefore, I, I don't know that it's going to be a blowout, but I think the Steelers will win. All right, so now we head to the quarter pole here in Week Four, and the Steelers go back on the road. They're going to Lambeau Field. And this one is a 425 kickoff, which tells me it's probably going to be nationally televised on CBS because the Steelers are the visiting team. And this is October 3rd. So week four Steelers at pack in Lambeau. Brian, what do you think? What do you think? So I'm actually surprised about this game being this early. And I'm thinking about past schedules. And I'll never forget 1992 when the Steelers started off 3-0 and and they ended up playing the Packers in Lambeau against Brett Favre in his first NFL start. And he won that game. They they actually embarrassed the uh the Steelers in that game. But it's it's kind of seems like with the Raiders going back to 2002 opening with them, um opening with the uh, the Buffalo Bills like they did in 1978, the uh the 2006 with having a Cincinnati at home, it seems like they're taking pieces of old schedules and putting them in. And I don't know why I remember this stuff, but I remember week four of 1992. But I'm thinking in this game, I'm wondering if there's going to be an Aaron Rodgers in this game. So that completely changes that. But before I I get to that, this is a game that I was thinking was going to be on Christmas Day. And Green Bay did get the Christmas Day game against an AFC North team. But it's the it team, the the darling that everybody loves right now. The, everybody loves the Cleveland Browns. The NFL is has it for this team. They they actually love this team right now, and they want to push them all the way. Every they're the darlings right now until we realize that they're the Browns, and you flush it down when it's brown. And I, I taught my son that, and that's all he says now when he hears Cleveland. But what I'm saying here is, I really thought it would be Pittsburgh and Green Bay on Christmas. I'm glad it's not, but it just seems like they're the darling team right now, so they moved this early in the year. Just like Buffalo, you don't want to go to Green Bay in December, so going there October 3rd, a game that I'd actually like to try to go to, would be fantastic. Okay, for me, this is a tough one, and it all hinges on Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is there, it is completely different for obvious reasons. Someone said that the Packers just signed Blake Bortles, who yep, I signed him today. That guy is a hero of my own heart. Just after the interview where they said, what would you do if you weren't a quarterback in the NFL? He goes, I don't know. Probably work construction, ripping cigs. <laughs> 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 it's one of the best interviews. It's like a crib style, except it's like the local news. It's not even <laughs> MTV. Anyways, um, that's just funny. I want to tell the story. Ripping cigs. Uh, so if, play, if they play Blake Bortles, I really like the Steelers' chances. But if they don't, I think this is going to be a tough one. I actually see the Steelers losing this game. I'm assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I think this is all pomp and circumstance with him anyways. He's challenging the team. I don't think he's going to sit out. So I'm going to say this is the Steelers' first loss of the season in Lambeau against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. What about you, Dave? Well, did Brian say if he predicted a winner loss? He- what did you say, Brian? He did say he said a W. Okay. okay. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is not playing. Gotcha. Well, I, I'm gonna. Well, first of all, I want to say this. 
when it came to predicting the, the, the schedule, there was a f- certain things that I did that I penciled in. And I penciled in road games against the NFC North. And I penciled them in in week four and week 14, which is exactly what happened. I just got which team it was backwards. I had it being at Minnesota th- now and at Green Bay later on. And here it's the other way around. So I kind of like Green Bay in this spot in this week four um, going in there. I mean, I'll try- I got to look. Is the, is, is the date on that one? Are you in October yet? Yeah, October 3rd. October 3rd. I like the Steelers with October football. And you're going there, 425, all the hype. Even if it is Aaron Rodgers, I'm actually going to take the W here for the Steelers. Um, okay. And just because I I remember back the last time they played at, at Lambeau Field, well, I'm pretty sure it was the last time, um, where they were barely hanging on to try to make the playoffs, and they're there playing in the snow, and it was what? Was it week 16? That was, against, that was against the core because Aaron Rodgers was hurt, and that mm-hmm. was against my one of my heroes. Gosh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Oh, he turned he, – he played the end of that season for Green Bay, turned it into a huge contract with Seattle. Mm-hmm. Flynn. And then, Flynn. Yeah, Matt – was it Matt Flynn? Yep. Mm-hmm. This dude has made millions of dollars holding a clipboard. I mean, it's just, it, he's like the Bobby Boney of the NFL. So that was the last time. The most memorable game I remember at Lambeau was when they sacked Brett Favre. Troy Polamalu picks up the fumble and he runs, runs it back for a touchdown. That was a pretty legendary game too, but still, yeah. um, you said win, right, Dave? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I I'm going to go win. So it, all three of us have the Steelers going three and one through the first for four games. Okay. Different methodology. And by the way, the, the greatest Steelers Packers game ever was the game that literally was a walk-off touchdown pass from Ben to yes, Mike Wallace Mike in the corner of the end zone. I think both Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger threw for over 400 yards or something insane. Nothing. Ben no. threw did Ben throw for? He threw. For I don't think he threw for five hundred, but did he have five no, touchdowns or something like that? Something no, like Ben that. had five oh two. If I'm not five oh two, yeah, it was it insane. Was, that game yes. was literally just up and down the field. I think that I want to say the Steelers that was first play. Field, right? It was. It was. Yeah. And I think I want to say the first play that from the Steelers from scrimmage was like a bomb to Mike Wallace for a touchdown, and like yeah. it just went that off the rails crazy. from there. Okay, hey, so you, we, you know what? Good. Let me just tell you this. Why don't you go back and find an old Pittsburgh Steelers BTSC retro show? And that game is on. It's one we did. When was that? When did you all do that? So if you maybe, want to look for it. Maybe about two months ago, but I can find the date for you. Yeah, do it. Uh, it's, it's a good listen. I'm sure I, I've listened to those shows. All right. So we all have them three and one. We'll have them going about it in a different way. And so the Steelers come back to Heinz Field. Week five, the Denver Broncos. This is the second straight year. Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Again, back-to-back weeks. Um so the Denver Broncos in Pittsburgh for the second straight year. We all remember they were there last year. And it's October 10th, 1 o'clock kickoff. Brian, thoughts about the Denver Broncos coming to town? Man, it's great to have the Broncos back-to-back because that is a place that the Steelers do not play well at all. Probably one of their worst records against a team that wasn't an old NFL team like the Chicago Bears or the Eagles, where they're never going to have a winning record against teams like that because they played so many times in the 40s and 50s and they were terrible. The uh, Remember, the Broncos came in in the 1960s, and this is a modern era, more of a modern era team. And 
I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Steelers have a 12 and 20 record against Denver, and they don't play well against them at all, especially at mile high. So this is a nice thing that it's in Pittsburgh for the second year in a row. I'm going to go ahead and give the Steelers a win in this game. I think Denver is getting dangerous, but I'm going to go for the victory here. Okay, going coming back to Pittsburgh, I had them losing in Green Bay, so that's a little bit of motivation. I don't see them dropping two games in a row. Denver, they did draft my one of my, my favorite player in the uh, 2021 draft. They did get Javante Williams from North Carolina. So he's that little bowling ball will be tough to bring down. But still, the Steelers' defense will have their hands full. Drew Locke, will he be the quarterback? Who knows? A lot can change between now and the season starting, folks. This is very early predictions. But still, I think the Steelers win this game. What about you, Dave? Yeah, this is one of those games that if the Steelers don't win it, then their season's in trouble. This is going to be a – I mean, even though they'll still have a record, you just look look at – I mean, from what we would say, they would still have a winning record for what we pre- predicted. But this is a stretch where you're starting to get into some interesting games that you've got to win them while you can win them. So this is one that they need to go out there and take care of business, coming back home against the Broncos. But believe it or not, I'm going to take the W, but this one actually scares me more than some of the others. All right. And right before the bye week, this is week six, the Seattle Seahawks. This is that 17th game. They come to Pittsburgh and the last time the Seahawks were in Pittsburgh was when Ben Roethlisberger destroyed his elbow uh, in 2019, and that was in Week 2. This game is NBC Sunday Night Football, 820 kickoff. Steelers host the Seahawks. Brian, what are your thoughts on this game? I always think it's a good matchup when the Steelers play the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, when I say good matchup, just a great football matchup for the entire NFL and fans. It's a good watch. They always you know, tend to have pretty good games when they play each other. I kind of think that this being on primetime and it being Russell Wilson and the, with what went down last time, I can still see that lingering. So I'm going to go ahead and give the loss to the Steelers. The home field advantage is not going to be enough this time around. So we'll say no. All right. This is a tough one because DK Metcalf is a monster in his own right. I think that the Seattle Seahawks are a team that's, they're always going to be difficult to beat as long as Russell Wilson is a quarterback. I do have questions about their defense, but still this is going to be a tough game. I actually think the Steelers rise up on primetime. This is their first primetime game of the season. I think that's special. It's at home heading into the bye week. I think they win. They find a way to win. It might be ugly, but they find a way to win. I haven't winning this game. What about you, Dave? What did Brian have again? I did. I started listening he had a to Jeff. Loss. He had a loss. That's what I thought. Okay, I'm I'm going loss here as well because for some reason between the two games of Denver and Seattle, I I I have them going one and one. And if they're going to, you know what I'm saying? If they were, if they lose to Denver, I would think they would bounce back against Seattle. But I have them beating Denver. So for some reason, I just kind of have that. I mean, Seattle's. I mean, although though probably about that time is when they'll have two losses. So um, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't help myself. But um, it, it it that's I'm just going to put it out there because when I break it down into quarters, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the loss on that one. All right. Okay. But you and know, so, honestly, I'm afraid Rich is going to going to take Kyle to see Seattle again, which means they would lose. I, I forgot <laughs> to check with Rich to see which games got Kyle was going to, so that way I would know to to pencil those in. So, sorry. <laughs> All right. So no, that's fine. 
So the Steelers were hoping they actually get a bye week this year, unlike in 2020 where they did not get a bye week. So this bye week is in week seven, and we are going to take a quick break, and we're going to take a mini bye week for those on the audio side. Just join us (laughs) over on part two. We'll pick up in week eight for another AFC North matchup. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.